Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. And we're introducing some new segments called the Real Estate Syndication Show Highlights, where we are bringing you a look back at episodes focused on a specific topic that we believe added a lot of value to you in your syndication journey. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also hit the notification bell so you can continue to know when new shows come out. Have a blessed day. Our guest is John Kasman. Thanks for being on the show, John. Whitney, thank you for having me on. Let's talk about how you're really using your expertise to grow your business and get into this business. And I know a lot of listeners are going to learn a lot about your expertise, and that's marketing and branding. And I know they're interested in that too, so they can grow their business just like you have. Yeah, I'll tell you what, you know, Whitney, as you know, syndication is a great thing, but it also is challenging, right? You know, I mean, you can start to do everything you can to learn. This is a great podcast. You're going to learn a whole lot of stuff listening to all of Whitney's episodes, but it's really hard to go out and execute every single component by yourself. And when you really start to break it down into what the components are, what you do well, what I realized is I have a background in marketing and I needed to lean into that more understanding how to grow, understanding how to market. But there's a difference between marketing and branding and you know all those different things. So what we wanted to do is really start to understand how do I lean into that expertise more? So what I focus on right now is really the marketing aspect, you know, helping to identify opportunities, helping to put together marketing plans, and then driving our branding to help connect with other investors. Because ultimately, all we're really trying to do is identify a deal and then pairing the deal with the capital for investors who are looking to invest. So the marketing is a strong piece of that. And I want to talk a little bit about how your syndicators, how your listeners can really use marketing to drive themselves. Whether you're a passive investor or an active investor, an active syndicator, marketing is a strong component that can help you elevate your business and rise above the rest. Yeah. You know, I heard a guy say yesterday that if you're a syndicator and you're on the capital raising side, I mean, you're more of a marketer than you are anything else than even a real estate investor. I mean, you are a real estate investor, but marketing is such a big component now of what we're doing. The way social media is obviously exploded in so many ways. And that's the way we connect with so many new people. You have to be good at marketing too. So let's hear it. I want you to just tell us how to do it. Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of things, right? So first of all, one thing that I had to learn is there's a difference between sales and marketing. Yes. You know, from a marketing standpoint, one of the things that we were doing was, you know, I would put out content and I would wait for the investors to flock to me. And it wasn't necessarily happening that way. So there's a balance in what you can do for marketing. And that kind of takes time to build it up. But ultimately, marketing is about attracting people to you. Sales is a little bit more prospecting where you're going to be more actively reaching out to people. So, you know, if you look at social media, you can certainly do marketing on social media and a lot of people do it and a lot of people do it great. And that is posting content, letting people know what you're working on, sharing your podcast episodes, you know, writing blogs and sharing those blogs. Those are all great marketing tactics that you can use. You know, one of the things that you want to do is really find ways to connect the right content to the right people at the right time. You know, what's missing? How do you leverage certain platforms better than others? You know, if you're going to be on Instagram, Instagram is very visual, right? So it's very visual. 
You really want to engage people with beautiful imagery. You want to have great copy and you want to be consistent. You know, Facebook is more family and friends, a little bit more casual. You know, you want to engage people a little bit more. You want to tag folks. And then LinkedIn is very professional, right? So LinkedIn is where the professionals are looking to network and connect with people. And you want to find ways to share really relevant information and content to people at that time. So you want to take advantage of each platform to the best of its capability. But, you know, what I also realized was on the sales side of things, though, those platforms, the prospecting is just as important. And there, that's less about what everyone sees and more about how you use private messaging. How do you identify these people? How do you reach out to them in private messaging? How do you start to connect with them? How do you start to bring them into your, we call them a sales funnel, but getting them onto your email list? Because ultimately, you want to drive your email list so you can communicate with these people in the future. When you have a deal, when you have an opportunity, just stay on top of mind. I mean, that's really all we're trying to do is stay top of mind. So when there is an opportunity, if you are ready to invest, if you see a deal that interests you, that deal is there and there's an opportunity for you to come join our team. So you want to really use marketing for all of those things. And I think the next piece is if you're starting out and you don't have something specific to say, or maybe you're not comfortable or confident to just start writing blogs or launch a podcast, then the next important thing you can do is leverage other people, leverage their influence, leverage their expertise, and use that to grow your brand. Leveraging other people's brand and then doing a podcast. And even if you're doing a blog, you can interview people. And you know it doesn't have to be something as big as a podcast. There's other options. And are there other options that maybe we haven't thought of or even ways to develop your brand like that? If you're not into writing and you're not wanting to do a podcast or a meetup, any other ways you've seen people do that to increase their brand? Absolutely. I mean, part of it is the prospecting. It's the one-on-one thing, right? So you don't necessarily need to reach hundreds or thousands of people. Maybe you just have a cousin. Maybe you have an uncle that you want to talk to. Well, when you go talk to your uncle, you know, it's better to have something that you can show them. So, hey, I'm partnering with this guy or I've done this deal or I've invested with this guy. So you're still leveraging that other person or you're leveraging a property manager. So let's assume you don't want to do any marketing, but you have a deal and you're going to hire a third-party property management company. But one question everyone's going to have is, well, what's their experience, right? So you're leveraging their experience. You're leveraging what they've done. If you're getting a loan from the bank, if you're getting a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan, well, they have to underwrite it. So if they underwrote the deal and they think it's a good deal and they're willing to give you 70 to 80% of the loan to do the deal, that's another way that you can leverage. So Ultimately, leveraging is all about the influence of other people, the other stakeholders and what they say. You know, in anything that you're doing, there are going to be other people that are going to provide an opinion. And that's going to make people feel either more comfortable or less comfortable with the deal that you're trying to do. I'd like to hammer on the marketing piece a little bit more too, since it's your expertise. And I'd love to, you know, get a few tips for helping grow our brand and just on the marketing side and whether social media or not, but just some key things that we can start doing today to increase our brand? Well, I would say, depending on where you're at in the journey, the first thing you want to do is, you know, if you are a syndicator, if you're going to be somebody who's putting deals together and trying to bring investors together, you have to have your email list, right? So you have to have your list. Who are you going to reach out to, you know, when you have a deal? I started with kind of just MailChimp. And what I realized is I'd meet a whole lot of people and I wouldn't necessarily have 
the details or I wouldn't remember where I met people from. So I created a whole CRM system. So Pipedrive is a system I use. There are a lot of different CRM systems. So I would say, start with your email list. That's where you want to focus. You want to have a CRM system that helps you to identify and stay connected with these individuals and follow up, right? So that's kind of the sales plus marketing. You have these people. Well, when have you talked to them last? So it's great to send them a monthly newsletter or weekly newsletter, but make sure you're communicating with these individuals as frequently as you can. So I'll say start there and then think about how do you provide value? Always look to provide value. Just because it's important to you does not mean it's important to them. So it's great. I love pushing out my podcast. Everybody doesn't want to necessarily hear about my podcast, right? Probably saying to you, even though they should. So what we have to do is think like they would think. If you're talking to a busy professional, what kind of information are they really looking for? You know, I have one of my investors tell me the other day that, hey, John, that's great. But what I really am focused on is my daughter and college. So when you talk to me about how investments are going to help me send my daughter to college, that's what inspires me, not you telling me about an 8% prep return. And I'm like, got it. That makes sense. We have to make sure we're thinking about that user, that consumer, right? Our partners, our investors, what are they looking for thinking about it from their lens. So that's the other thing that we can do. And then I would say on social, just keep it simple. Figure out what it is you like and do that. You know, you don't have to try to be on all platforms at all times if you're not really ready for that. But if there's a platform you like, just find ways to reach out to people. If you're looking to grow your investor database, you don't have to come up with some crazy witty blog, but you can take five people and just reach out to five people through the inbox, even if you haven't talked to them in forever. And just say, hey, listen, Jimmy was just thinking about you. You know, I'm investing in these real estate deals and I'm looking to talk to some other folks who might have interest. Not sure if you're interested, but maybe you know someone who is. Do you have five minutes? We'd love to hop on a quick call. You know, you can do things like that to start the process. And again, that's not a huge blog post. That's not something that the world's going to see. If Jimmy doesn't respond, it's okay. You reach out to five, you know, four other people and maybe two or three of them will reach out and now you have a chance to talk to them one-on-one. So those are different things you can do today to really start growing your investor database and really start nurturing those relationships. Happening on January 20th and 21st is Denver's biggest real estate event, the next big thing. And it's shaking up how real estate professionals will define business success. This two-day event will give you tools so you can catapult your own business. The keynote is Ryan Serhant. Register now at thenextbigthingcolorado.com and use the code RESS to get $150 off. Our guest is Lindsay Phillips. Thanks for being on the show, Lindsay. Oh, great for having me. Thank you. Tell the listeners a little about who you are and what your focus is, and let's dive in. You bet. I know, and content marketing is such a big term that some people think it's just social media, or they're not really sure what it entails, right? And to me, it's like all that good experience and the knowledge that you have in your head, and it's how you get it out to other people to serve them and help them and give them resources and tips. So whether that's videos or blogs, and of course, podcasts, social media, live Facebooks, even opt-ins because they're, you know, eBooks and so forth, email marketing, they're all the different mediums that kind of make up content marketing. So it, it is a broad term, so can kind of feel a little bit confusing. So we help people in every way, sales funnels, Podcast production, of course. I love podcasting. I have my own show. 
and yeah, so it's just sharing your knowledge and your expertise with people so that you can attract your ideal client. You can build relationships. And then of course, you know, the name of the game is conversion. <laughs> mm. So let's talk about that. You know, attracting our ideal client, you know, get us started in thinking about that and how we want to go about doing that. Whether the listener has gotten started on their thought leadership platform or not, they need to be thinking about who they're trying to attract. Yeah, you, you have to have that information to do anything. Otherwise, you're just throwing spaghetti on a wall and hoping it sticks. And that's not too productive, is it? It's not really. <laughs> <laughs> Might be too right, so, it. <laughs> so, you know, knowing who our ideal client is, say we, I don't know, you know, most of the people are going to be looking for that, the business owners or the yeah. high paid professionals, you know, that are too busy to own their own rentals or manage their own rentals, but they understand that they need real estate. You know, they need to own real estate for the tax benefits and passive income benefits, numerous other things. And so, you know, help us to think about how to attract that type of individual. First, and what one of my coaches said to me years ago was, think about your top three or five favorite clients that you have. What brought them to you? So what was their pain point? What did they need help with? And then what makes them your ideal client? Like, is it how you serve them? Is it their personality? You know, do they pay on time? That's always a thing. But just that relationship and what you're doing to help them and what you're doing to solve their problems. So what is that sweet spot? And really like dive deep, write down all your points and really decipher what they're about and where are they at in their business or their life, depending on your business. And again, their personalities, their goals, what makes them tick, where are they hanging out? That is huge. You know, Don't invest your money in LinkedIn if they're all hanging out on Instagram. So you really need to kind of do a little bit of R&D and kind of, you know, be a stalker for a day <laughs> and check them out and see what they're posting, what they're asking, where they're spending most of their time. I'll never forget, you know, Snapchat was all popular and everyone was jumping on that bandwagon. And I said to one of my clients, I'm like, but your clients, like, they don't even know what Snapchat is, let alone like using it. So, you know, why create that platform? You don't want to spend your time and money in places that are not going to give you that ROI. So those things are really key. And that will help you not only know what social media platforms to put your time in, because you don't need to be everywhere. You just need to be where your peeps are hanging out. And same with content. We did this really great survey once with another client. And we found out that the bulk of their time on the resources that they wanted to read, view, whatever, was YouTube. So therefore, it made sense to do more videos rather than writing blogs. Yes, you still want to have some blogs on your feed and your site and stuff for organic traffic. But really, they were just all into the videos. So put your time into that. And again, like with podcasting, right? If your ideal client are, I don't know, 60, let's say, and they're barely know what a podcast is, don't start up a podcast because your ideal client is not listening to them. That is your crucial starting point. You know, even look at your competition, right? Or the leaders in your industry. What are they doing? Like do a little R&D there, right? Where are they hanging out? You know, they may have like a bazillion followers on Facebook and have hardly anything in LinkedIn. So just kind of paying attention to those nuances, the topics that they're talking about. Even look at their YouTube videos. You can see which YouTube videos have like, you know, a thousand views and which ones only have a few views. 
So you can really kind of start to garner a lot of information that is useful to you to know how to step forward on where to be, what kind of content to put on, and even the topics to cover. It's amazing how much information you can get. Hmm. That's great advice. Look at what other people are doing, right? I mean, mm-hmm. look at yeah, what's working already before you get started. Sure. Um, and so I guess, could you walk us through some things that we need to know to get from you know knowing who that ideal client is? And I appreciate that. Like thinking about who your top ones are now, it seems so simple. Yeah, totally. Right? Like, I mean, think through that. That's awesome. Okay. But now going from, you know, thinking about who that is, we figure that out to that conversion. What are some steps and things we need to understand to getting them to the conversion? Sure. So I always say that content marketing is as easy as ABC. A is attracting your client. B is building relationships and C is converting. I mean, I could do a podcast episode on each one individually. It's a lot of information. But now that you're, you know, putting out content to attract your ideal client, you of course want to convert them. So it's great that they're interacting with you on social and they're on Facebook and they're loving your videos, but you want to get them onto your email list so that you can nurture them and make more offers to convert them. You want to go for the ask, right? Ask them, you know, DM them and just say, Hey, I noticed you've been commenting on a lot of my stuff. Maybe you've got some more questions. Let's hop on the phone. Let's have a phone call. So that's a conversion, right? Like you're bringing them closer into your circle. You're growing that relationship and you're having a chance to have the conversation and then potentially, you know, convert them into a sale or whatever you want to call it. And again, if you have lead magnets, so an opt-in, you know, put in your name and your email to get a checklist or a video series or whatever it may be. That is a conversion. So if all your peeps are like hanging out and loving you on Facebook, you want to put that call to action out to, Hey, I've got this awesome resource. Check it out. You know, go here. And then you're going to convert them to get onto your email list. And so this kind of moves them into your sales funnel. It moves them into that kind of B part where it's building relationships And you're just going to serve them, give them great tips, give them some statistics of what's going on in the world, especially with real estate. I mean, there's so many statistics, there's so many legalities and changes. And like, I just found out the percentages of how many people have gone into like debt and foreclosure and, you know, bankruptcy rates and like all that information is useful, especially when you are in the real estate sphere. And so like share that stuff with them. That's going to be useful. That is going to help build that know, like, and trust. And they're going to feel like you're in their corner. You're not just asking for a sale or whatever it may be, asking them to invest. I mean, I know this is cliche, but you can't ask them to marry you before you've like, you know, you've dated and you've gone out a few times, they like you, you feel like you've got some mojo together, you connect and you know each other a little bit better. You can't just jump and like close them. And especially as you know, Whitney, with real estate investing, that like and trust factor is everything, right? We hope that you have enjoyed the highlight show today. You can always listen to the full episodes that were featured today by clicking the links in the show notes page in the the description box. Let us know in the comments what you thought of this episode, or you can go to lifebridgecapital.com forward slash podcast and click the feedback button. Let us know how we can add more value to you. Thank you and talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital. 
Making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.